Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacova's will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. That's T E C O. V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Nice. Look at the tape on his headphones. Daniel, can you get him new headphones, please? Yeah, I can get him new headphones. Please. We're the most downloaded new comedy podcast and the host can't have broken headphones. <laughs> My headphones aren't broken anymore. Daniel has the power through iHeart to send you new headphones. I'll get you My new, headphones, I'll get you new headphones are no longer broken. If you look, I have this beautiful thing <laughs> called uh, painter's tape. It holds it together well. I'm just saying that Daniel has the hookup. Hey, Daniel, you could send yes. me some new headphones, and I appreciate that. But I'm going to tell you something right now. These are working just fine. But if the people at iHeart feel like I'm just saying we should enough- milk iHeart for all the things they will give us for free, like headphones. I'd be happy to deliver you some headphones, Donald. I feel like I should stand on another platform when it comes to things that iHeart can give us for free. Yeah, think about headphones, it. Headphones, I don't think. Uh, yeah, let's think about the things that we should ask iHeart for now oh, that boy. we are the number one new downloaded comedy of 2020. Yeah, the most downloaded comedy new of 2020. And That's, I think I don't that makes think us number one. That makes us number one in that category. Yes. We found a category we're number one in. We're number I one. I don't think we can um we can get much free from iHeart other than the gear to make the podcast. Like if your mic broke or your headphones broke or your digital recorder broke, I think they'll gladly My give laptop you all that. broke. I need I need I need a new laptop. I need <laughs> I don't a desktop. Think- I, I don't need a think desktop they're, and a laptop to make this podcast work. I don't think and they're going to do that. I think it's going to be a tough sell. I need Although Pro Tools. Will sent us tools. a very fancy bottle of tequila. Have you, have you, did you get your bottle of tequila? I did get my bottle of tequila. I haven't opened it yet. Do you know that's a $300 bottle of tequila? 
So sip it. It's fun. You're not supposed to shoot it. You're supposed to sip it. It's called sipping tequila, which I didn't know was a thing. But I tried it because I I, I was did told you was, shoot this? Did you shoot the sipping tequila? No, I sipped it because I was told this is very pricey tequila. You sip it, and I sipped it, and it was nice. It didn't hurt like tequila usually hurts. Tequila hurts. Maybe when you have a three hundred dollar bottle, it doesn't hurt so much. You know what we should do? What's that, Donald? Since Will is in the giving mood. Yes. Doesn't Will have a mom named Paulette? Yes. Paulette. Uh, Will, who is our, uh, our overlord at iHeart and made this whole thing happen, his mom, Paulette, is a big fan of the podcast, and she's 70 years old. So we're gonna 70 happy, years old. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, The fact Paulette. that you are listening to my loud ass in your 71st time around the sun is amazing. Yeah. I hope this makes your day. I hope my loudness right now is so loud that you're like, Woo! It's my birthday! <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I had that energy at 1030 in the morning. I can't drink enough coffee to have that kind of energy at 1030 in the morning. I am manufacturing this. God, once this good. is once this is done, I will. You're going to get woozy. You're going to get gonna, woozy. I'm going gonna, gonna to get very woozy. <laughs> I'm going to get very woozy. I showed Florence uh, trading places. She had never seen it. Oh, my God. It's we can make a- it, baby. Me and you, you it's bitch. A, it's, a master, it's a masterpiece. It really is a masterpiece of a film. But you're wearing l- later hosen. <laughs> you um, remember that part? I do. I remember yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, for sure, from Sweden. I just watched it. And it's this- amazing that Dan Aykroyd in blackface didn't thought that he would pass as a as an African American man. Dude, I told you, man, I certainly that the what he says when he walks into the freaking train car, I certainly hope there's more there's some space on this train for me. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> With the Jamaican accent. I'm laughing at it and I shouldn't be laughing at it. I'm sorry. It's so bad. I, I mean it's it's it. so horrible, but it's just funny that in the world of the movie they they the characters thought that that was gonna fly. In the in the world of the movie, the Dan Aykroyd character, uh, Lewis Winthorpe, yeah. who is who let's 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 just talk about his background. He's probably Ivy League all the way. Yeah. All he's done is ever done is Ivy League. When did he go to Jamaica <laughs> long enough to study how Jamaican people talk one, act two? <laughs> And picked up the dialect, right? Like, when did where did he go to school that he was able to accomplish this? And then not only that, when he was like, when they were like, when they were like, when they were like, okay, we need to freaking it's espionage. We need to figure out a way yeah, the to plan. get on the on the on the train. We when we get on the train, we got to figure out a way to get that briefcase. Okay, right. what do you have that is useful for this situation? And Lewis Winthor, Lewis Ray, Louis raises his hand and goes. Well, I do a great Jamaican accent, so Wait, if you, you paint just... me in blackface, I can get onto this. I can probably get the suitcase. Get the fuck out of here! I know. Get and the they, fuck and, out and, of and, here, and, dude! And, and Billy Ray Valentine, Eddie Murphy's character, was like, yes, I think that blackface is probably the best uh, angle for you for this train. Well, you just made me realize something I didn't realize before. Is, is Dan Aykroyd's character in a, a, co- a costume because it's a, it's a sort of a... 
um, New Year's Eve costume party? No, he's in. No, the, because were, he says, I saw you at the at some conference. At the great African. Uh, <laughs> we had great time at the Bambulili. Bambule, Bambule, Bambulili, ha! Bambule, Bambule, Bambulili, ha! <laughs> so they're not in costume. These right. people are actually playing. Right. He's, he's an actual Jamaican dude, and Eddie's an African dude, and they met at an African co- at, a, at a conference <laughs> for know. black and Afri- for for Jamaican and African people. There was right, a but here's my, here's where I just that, realized that the movie's a little confusing. Is that all those people get in that train cabin and they're in costume, but and it's a costume party on the train, but they're actually not. I mean, that's just a little. That's something I didn't realize before. Like they're in fake costumes. There's a costume yes. party on the train. But they could have dressed as anything. Yeah. They could have dressed as Why anything. did they have to be such broad characters? Why did he have to be in blackface? Oh, no, one? no, no, because he knows what Winthorpe looks like. Hold on now. He could have put a mask on, though. It's a costume party. Yes, that's have, true. He could have put a Darth Vader mask on or that's something true. like that, and that would have been a wrap. Also, the guy in the gorilla costume looks nothing like a gorilla, and yet you're supposed to believe looks enough like a gorilla that, that, that everyone's convinced that there's, a, uh, there's two gorillas. Not only that, but that the other gorilla in there thinks that the person in the gorilla costume is a female gorilla also. Yeah, yeah. All right, there's a couple holes in the movie, but it's a masterpiece, <laughs> and I love it. So if you've never seen Trading Places, I mean, I, don't, I can't believe you exist, but if you've never seen Trading Places, my girlfriend hadn't, and, uh, and she loved it, and we had a good laugh. All right, Donald. Let's uh, let's start the show. Why don't you uh, Why don't you give us some numbers that people love to hear? One, two, three, four. Those aren't the numbers, Donald. Five, six, seven, it's eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. episode i remember thinking at the time this butterfly looked so fake uh, it looks even faker in 2020 dude i'm gonna be honest with you i just have i have a vague memory of this episode and so because of that i felt like when i was watching i was like oh i know what's gonna happen at the end and then there was that fake out but then it happens but then what happened what i thought was gonna happen happens but yeah. there's that little fake out there where you're like oh shit this is gonna go the other way it's gonna yeah. go the other way and it doesn't yeah, they subvert what you expect, which is good. You you know, you don't want your audience guessing the end of the plot, so it's always good to sort of subvert expectations and shake it up. Um, and I thought this was a clever episode, um, having it go one way in the in the in the first part and the other way in the second. That was clever. Yeah, I, um, I and then it made me think. You know what? I should have. I, I tried to write down all the things that were different. We'll see if we if we if we nail it. But okay, do you have a yeah. recap ready for the world? I do. I, th- I think it's going to be a short one today. I think it's okay. not going to be as long. All right. Well, uh, we're but, uh, you're going to fuck up the graph guy's graph. But hold on, let me get Ooh. my stopwatch. I I bet you at the end of the day it'll somewhat come back down to that thirty mark. Okay. Here you go. On your mark, get that goo. In this episode, we enter the Scrubs multiverse, where things are different, but the same. Elliot doesn't want to let a little girl down. Turk believes he's found his new lucky charm. And the janitor has an army of custodians hidden in his closet. Oh man, what I'd do if I had a do-over. Hindsight is twenty twenty. 
Thank goodness for 2021. But imagine if at midnight, when the ball dropped, 2020 started all over again. No! By the way, that was exactly 30 seconds, and you had a beautiful little, is it a pun there? 2020? Hindsight is 2020. Um, and then into 2021, head explode emoji. You like that? Very clever. Was that you or the ganja uh, coming up with that? This is a ganja. It's a lot of ganja. <laughs> was it you and the ganja working in cahoots to come up with that little pun? It was a lot of ganja. It was a That's lot of ganja. And, and, when I said it, and when I said it, I said it a while ago, but when I said it, I was like, yeah, I've come yes. up with the new shit. Very clever. All clever. you rap artists out there. Yes. Donald is willing to license. You're welcome. Uh, Donald is willing to license his hindsight is 2020, but it's turning 2021. The baby, you're welcome. <laughs> is the baby a popular uh, rap artist? The baby is fire, dude. Holy cow! Look, yo, I was sleeping. He's the one that talks like he's a, uh, he talks like kind of like he got his voice kind of raps me. The baby, who the one that talk like? That's the one. Yeah, I got pro. I'm, I'm, I'm cautious. He's southern. I'm cautious. Yeah. I don't know any. I don't know any of the DeBaby's work. He's from Charlotte. I don't. I don't I wouldn't describe his voice as raspy necessarily, but he's got a very deep voice. But it, but it kind of talked like this. Uh, I'm cautious. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do the brother justice. But okay. anyway, yo, flavor, flavor. DeBaby, DeBaby. I don't really know DeBaby's work. Um, but I'm not really. I don't really listen to. If you sit in the car and you just want to listen to some stuff. Go to your iTunes. You're on iTunes. Hit yeah. the hip hop thing. It's a nothing but all of the top hip hop artists. Yeah. I hit it, and the baby came on, and the mm -hmm. baby was fire. Right. If you if you get a chance, watch the video for the song "Bop" B O P. That's pretty good. Great. Daniel, video. is that the new computer you built on your workbench there? It is. This is the new computer I built. built Donald, you can have night. one of those. Daniel builds computers from scratch. You could have one Shiny. just like that. Mm -hmm. Daniel also charges a lot of money for his computers. He's like. <laughs> You know the what? difference. Daniel, Dan, listen, here's the difference between Daniel. What was that spot that used to come? I'm sure Daniel's it? not going to try and make a lot of money off of you, but it's a lot of time it takes. You got to pay for his time, cheap bastard. <laughs> My rates are very uh, competitive. There you go. Are they? Are they competitive with, uh, what's that? What's that? Are they competitive with fries? Absolutely. If you try to get one of these big box stores to build a computer for you, they're going to be like, well, that's going to be a pretty penny right there, but I'm happy to help you if you need any. But anyway, Donald, if you need a fancy gaming computer, um, Daniel does uh, custom builds. And then he, and he also, he streams, what do you call it? You Twitch stream? Twitch. Mm -hmm. Very good. He, wow. he Twitch, I sound like such an old man. He <laughs> Twitch streams uh, building the computer so you could actually have watch your computer being made. That's true. Wow. Thank you for the plug. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, what's your stream, Daniel, if you're, so if you're you into this? Ever, you can't ever lie and be like, well, I work this much on the computer. This much. They can actually sit there and watch. No, yeah, you, yeah. You Remind people, uh, Daniel, what your stream is. Twitch.tv slash DJ underscore Daniel, D-A-N-L. Come check me and out. And if you're interested computers. in these kinds of things, you know, I'm sure some of you are, you can watch Daniel and his friends chat while they build computers from scratch. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're, you're so sweet. Thank you. I know I am. By the way, I got you guys <laughs> lovely Christmas presents. Um, and Donald's going to try and say they're from both of us. They're not. Um, they're just from me. I'm sure Donald's are on the, on on their way to your house as well. <laughs> Look at his face. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know we were doing gifts this year. Well, I, I, you, we, 
we don't. There's no rules. This is our first Christmas together. But I decided right. to get usually, them presents. Usually, usually we. You, you usually save gifts for second Christmases. Together. No, that's bullshit. I, that's, what a, I, that's what I recall. The, we're the most I, number one comedy I understand podcast. Is... Download new. They deserve a present. <laughs> you want? You want to say that in English? I don't know. I, I, I can never say it right. The you first didn't even time. say there's, that in Yoda. There's too you didn't many even fucking, say that right in Yoda. There's too dude. many adjectives. <laughs> there's too many adjectives. New number one new comedy podcast, uh, 2020. Yeah, download most, number most, one. No, no, most, this is how you say it. The number one most downloaded new comedy podcast. In 2020. In 2020. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> all right, let's talk about this episode. Okay, so um, first of all, there's an exterior establishing shot of Cox entering the hospital. I told you we shot those. I told and, you. And I know, and I never we, – we shot them all at once, obviously, in the beginning of the show. And I I don't think they've ever used this one of Cox entering the hospital in a it's hurry. It's my first time ever seeing that. I've never ever. seen that. So there you go. There's a little trivia. And then um, it's weird because then all of a sudden he's in the hospital. If not, why not cut from that into him entering the hospital? Why cut from that into you guys already on the first floor or, I mean, uh, the third floor walking, doing your rounds? I don't know. It's weird. Th- those shots are always weird, those establishing shots. I don't know why they use them. I mean, it's not even the same hospital. It's They're just they're they're odd. But I guess they have to remind people we're in a hospital, so they cut to a big shot. Big wide shot of a hospital, or that at that, or that the people don't live there and that they arrive there. I guess I don't know. Um, at forty five seconds, you say, "Dude, too deep," which we yeah. which we I, told dude, you the origin of too deep. Uh, will remind the audience. I had no idea it made the show. I had no idea this was probably <laughs> something that you were like, "Yo, say too deep." Well, too deep had become a running joke with us because, right. as 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 fans of the podcast recall, my brother and I were once super stoned, and um, we were walking up the stairs, and he put sneaking his, in, sneaking yeah, in late. sneaking in late, and he put his finger in my butt cheeks. No, I mean, in your butthole. Well, yeah, I had pants on. I don't want anyone to think like we were like walking up the stairs naked. And and I jo- and I and I turned back to him, and I said, instead of saying, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing?" I said, "Dude, too deep." And we both started just belly laughing at the fact that it wasn't that I was object objecting to the touch. It was that the touch had gone too deep. Yeah, because it's like, look, I'm trying to get we're trying to get in here quietly. Yeah. And you're distracting me by sticking your finger too deep. Later right. on, fine. Now yes. not the time. No, too no deep. it just, no, I disagree. I think the my analysis was that what was funny about it was that it was saying I, I'm not. I don't mind that you put your fingers between my cheeks, but this time you've gone too deep. <laughs> anyway, this stupid joke became a running gag between me and Donald, and uh, and finally made it to Scrubs on in season three, episode what is it, three sixteen. Wow, took too a deep. Co- took a few years. But too Power deep, Rangers. Baby. I have no knowledge of the Power. I, Rangers. I was going to ask you about that. I was like, what do you know about the Power Rangers? Obviously, you know nothing because Power Rangers ho. Does not exist. Power Rangers, ho! Doesn't exist. I don't know. I the, the Power Rangers, Power Rangers, whatever age they were intended for, it was not me because I have no knowledge of the Power Rangers. Joelle, were they mm. your age range? The very first costume I got to pick out for myself for Halloween was the mm. Pink Ranger, Kimberly, and it was amazing. Yes. Classic. <laughs> you were either yeah, a Kimberly or a Tommy. <laughs> you had to choose. You had to. Can choose. you explain to me uh, basically the the lore of uh, of that? What is their story? Yeah, Power. they're high school students. Well, well, you, well we don't well, have to go to the whole lore of yeah, the Yeah, let's give me, just show. give me, give me the cliff notes, just really. There's quickly. a very fun nerd out behind the scenes lore of how the show got made yep. here in America, but we're gonna sidestep that for uh, five teenagers at school. Uh, basically, aliens came to Earth. There's one good alien. He like gives them some powers. 
when they team up, they can make a big giant droid a la like Transformers. Uh, they're friends. They do some karate. They hang out in the desert. They ride motorcycles. They're the epitome of cool. But it was very B, yeah. right? It was kind of done like oh, a B movie. No, oh, it's yeah. super yeah, it's done, extremely it's, it's camp. Very, very, very like the epitome of a uh, 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 syndicated show. Like you know, if you there was the network shows, and then there right. were the syndicated shows that you made strictly for syndication. You would go away and shoot like a crap ton of them. It wasn't mm. necessarily on an in, on any network. Just yeah. networks would buy it, and then they would use it as yeah. filler, like a like a B sci-fi movie. Yeah. No, well, I mean, my my there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things that are attached to this. But yeah, sure, you could call it a B sci-fi movie. It had the crazy to me was, of like was there an Asian influence to it? Well, yeah, it was a bunch of Asian car it was Asian television shows that they and for some like if you notice everything comes in five in uh in uh anime, right? So like, you know, Voltron was five cats. Uh, you know, G-Force, five people. You know, it goes, it's it's like that. And so when the television shows, you have a bunch, and it's always colorful too. Like there's the red one, there's the green one, there's the white one. So there's a bunch of uh, shows. Uh, is it from Japan? Yeah, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Japan. There are a bunch mm -hmm. of shows from Japan where there are different characters, but for some reason they always dress in green, yellow, red, uh, blue, and black. Right, and so now you have all of these different shows out there that you could, and 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 for some reason they always transform into a giant robot and fight in the city. Also, right, and that yes. the, the, the and show so was could, has an Asian influence, is what you're saying. It was they saying use that actual shots they use from actual yeah. like these Asian old TV shows, TV shows, and then called they Super Sentai. All of these, yeah. 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 yeah, Super Sentai was part of the superhero time programming block with Common Rider. <laughs> All right, well, I totally missed this. I just remember them fighting really <laughs> ridiculous-looking um, monsters. Putties. Mm. Yeah, good times. Real good times. Um, all right. Um, so it's the butterfly episode, for those of you who are following along, um, talking about the butterfly effect and how uh, one moment can change everything. And uh, just a little little moment of decor from the design department when, when Elliot first enters the the little girl's uh, room that she's uh, helping. There's butterfly decorations all over the walls. Did you notice that, Donald? I did not notice that. A little subtle thing. Um, you're looking for your Tabasco do-rag because it's your lucky Tabasco surgical do-rag. And we see what happens if he doesn't have his Tabasco do-rag. Randall will pop out of a patient's body right. and punch Turk in the ding-ding. So he needs to find that do-rag. Do you think Todd wants to fuck Turk? I think so, yes. Yeah, I mean, this is the first episode where it really kind of came out. That If that, not fuck, if not fuck, he wants to at least see his penis and put it on his face. Like, he there's, wants to there's, take his penis and just, like, rest it, it on, rest it. It on his yeah. face. Yeah, just lie it down. Yeah, just lie down. Lie Turk's penis drape down it, on his drape face. Drape it, drape it, drape it. Drape it, drape it. Drape his cock on your face. Yeah, yeah I think. No, 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 not on, not on Turk's face. He All wants right. Turk to drape. His oh. cock on his oh. face. Okay. On, on Todd's I, face. I, I, either way, they wants they want cock. He wants cock drapage. Yes. Um, <laughs> I am. Um, there's two moments early on in the show where I'm like, Todd wants to fuck Turk. Like, I mean, we've already established that he's you know bisexual and open to, to lots of things, and right. um, he clearly is reaching into your ass and 
Um, I don't know. There's just lots of. He doesn't want me to wear underwear. He's like, yes. don't ever wear underwear. Yeah, he talks like... about not you know. He's very into very into your your groin. Tom. Yeah. So, like uh, I said, he wants to put it on his face. Now, what is a do? Uh, so, are the surgical things you wore? Did, did they call those do rags? I don't know. Okay. Now, the classic like do rag, the black one that you see like men wearing in the city. What's the point of that? The city is so funny, dude. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? You don't see them um, too many, too, too many do-rags in South Orange, New Jersey. Yeah, you, I could show you some white boys with waves, boy. I'm telling you right now, it's all, it's all. And it's, no, I'm it's asking stable. you what the, I'm asking you a, not a jokey question. The, perp- the, what the purpose the of, a do- of, the, of the satiny one that you see like all the time. It's to lay the hair flat, right? And it gets so flat that it starts to get wavy, right? And so you put a do-rag on to maintain these waves after you brush your hair i see okay and um and the surgical thing was obviously just to keep your hair up but i was wondered if you if i wondered if they really called them what they really called them the surgeons called them if they called them do rags or we just called it do rags. well it could because... be a do rag i mean it i mean it all it is is a rag that gets moist enough after you've brushed your hair to make your hair do wavy things i see all right see i learned something you're all learning something here on the podcast so there's two pairs of breasts early on in the show right there's a, a large pair of female breasts that are out, and then there's a, a pair of men's breasts, a, a man who has sort of is heavy set enough to have breasts. I, this is one of those uh, moments where I feel like awkward thinking of the casting where they're like, put a call out for, for men with male breasts. I mean, if they exist and they know they exist, why would it be awkward? It's just, you know, the guy shows up that morning and he's having coffee and he's Dude, you don't gotta feel sorry for nobody. He's getting paid money. He was like, yo, you know, I'm oh I'm playing a dude with the boobs. I'm the dude with the boobs. I know. As he's sipping his coffee. I'm he's just very sharing, excited about I'm it. I'm just sharing with you that whenever there's these moments in anything, in any film, even TV show, I have nothing to do with. I'm always a little like, oh man, like I had to like come to work. He's like, Yeah, hi, I'm the large breasted male. And they're like, Okay, right here, sir. And then when he got the check and got the Xbox, he was like best day ever hey and if he liked women he got to spend the day next to a woman with uh, giant breasts and and talk to her so maybe that was nice for him and if he was an actor he was on scrubs yeah that's true by the way you say uh, regarding her breasts you say look at them all snugly and safe and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was the funniest way for a man to to ogle ogle or ogle is it ogle say, or ogle? I, th- ogle I say i say both Every time you I ogle, get, every ogle. time this word comes to my brain, I, I wonder if it's ogle or ogle. You at home, is it ogle or ogle? What do you say? Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> I was pretending like I heard them, Donald. Let me try it again. You at home, is it ogle or ogle? Oh, thank you. You know what was a big hit? What? Us saying people's names who don't usually get their names said. Oh, really? A lot of people were happy. They were like, you said my name! Let's pick. Let's all pick a really um, uh, random name that doesn't often get said, and say hi to that. Yeah, person because I right said now. talk. I was like tick and talk, and somebody's name was actually talk, and they were awesome. like, "Thank you for saying my name." Nobody right. ever says my name. We're each gonna say hello to a random name that isn't common. Ready? I'm gonna go first. Wait, don't make up. Don't make up some bullshit and be. No, like, no, it's okay. gotta be a real name. It's just not okay. that common a name. Hey, Clarence, how are you? Thanks for listening, Donald. Apple, blue, <laughs> Armenia. I said one name, and now you savant. Said you said hello to Chris Martin. Etheridge. 
I don't know if Chris Martin's child listens to the show, but I hope he does. Okay, Joelle. Joelle, you're up. Good morning, Amara. Stop. Let Joelle go. Go ahead, Joelle. Good morning, Amara. Amara, how are you? Welcome. Thanks for listening. Daniel? Shanika! Yo, Shanika! <laughs> Daniel, go ahead. I will, I will say good morning to my friend Ify Shakude. Ify Shakude. Jamila! Okay. Jamila! Jamila! Okay. Jaram! Jahim! All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. The banjo <laughs> fantasy. I people are probably polarized on the banjo, but I love the banjo. I love think the banjo, the banjo makes everything better. This is so funny. Dan, you seem I like do, a guy who might banjo. like the you banjo. Know, I mean, it's hard not to like a banjo, in my personal opinion. The banjo always makes me smile, and it's and, great. and I, I love it every time I hear it in the score. I love it. I just love banjo. Do you know what I think? Do you know what I think of when I hear banjo? What? Steve Martin. I think yes. of Steve Martin every time I hear banjo. I think yes. Steve really Martin. Right, Steve Martin, you made banjo so happy for me. Yeah. Thank you. You may not know this if you're listening, but Steve Martin is an excellent banjo player. And um like that was his act back in the day. He would come on stage with a banjo. I loved Mumford and the Sons and uh, then they got a lot of shit for like having so much banjo and then so then they put out an album without the banjo. And I missed the banjo. I was like, where's the banjo? Uh, you know what I'm saying, Donald? I do. You never heard of Mumford & Sons? Is there Sons banjo in that? <laughs> are, you, are you freaking kidding me? I've never heard of Mumford & Sons. I don't know. You might be listening to Da Baby. I do like Da Baby, but I do like Mumford & Sons. You know what would make Da Baby better? You know what? Banjo. Do you know what <laughs> well, you know, do you know, do you know, speaking of Mumford and Sons, this guy sounds a little bit like them to me. Uh, and maybe it's just, he only has one really big, he was an American Idol. Philip Phillips, no, you're not alone. This is the place you're your home. Settle down, it'll all be clear. Don't pay attention to demons, they fill you with fear. Shut down, 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 down. I don't my, know who that's this my, is. Oh, you never, you don't, this is on every, wait, hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> is that American Idol? Zach, are you American? I'm American, oh. yes. Yes, I am. I don't watch are American you? Idol. Because I don't watch that American Idol. That is probably the most American played song other than the that that's everywhere other than the star spangled banner philip phillips and no you're not alone your home that shit is played all the time everywhere I i've never oh, heard of philip phillips oh, oh. that we probably lost listeners come yeah. back listeners i can come just back feel, i can feel people going yeah fuck this episode <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I sang Philip Phillips? It's just too much and too loud. I'm like, my ears hurt. And I love you. <laughs> Your ears don't hurt. I got this shit turned all the way down, guys. So, sorry. I'm, speaking of ears hurting, Daniel, how dare you stifle me and turn me down on the headphone? Listen, man, uh, I'm listening to the show, and now you're turning me down? You're turning me down? Yes. You're turning me down. You're too loud, You're turning me down. People run, you're turning people, me down. People run with you in their ears, and it's too much. You're blowing people out. If anything, it makes them run faster, man. When somebody no. yells, that's that's, in, that's, that's instinctual to Daniel, run faster. When you, when you hear somebody yell, your instinct is to pick up the pace. <laughs> ah! And then you go, whoa, shit. 
I better run faster. I'm helping people, man. I'm helping people. Don't be mad at me. I'm helping you. I'm helping you. And you guys uh, you aren't are, appreciative. You are too loud sometimes. And so Daniel is our safeguard against hurting people's ears. And let's talk about my followers, man. What the fuck is going on, guys? Oh, no. What's going on? I love all of you that are following me now. I love you oh so God, much. We did it. Back. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, we did. What did we do? What did we do? We I gained since this podcast I gained over a mm. hundred and something thousand followers. Wow, that's, wow. that's incredible. Good that's huge. Thank you, thank you very much. And I'd hate to sound like an asshole, but it's not enough. It's not oh, enough. God. I know I'm oh, an asshole. No. I'll be the asshole. I'll it's be the, the asshole. It's not the best look to grovel for followers. They love you, and people will follow you. Right, Everybody but follow I need more. Donald. I want. I want. I, I, I want more. I need more. All right, let's circle back. In to the, the words show. of Sharpay. From High School Musical. Oh, God. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want fabulous, I want fabulous. Too much? Did I go too far? We got to talk about the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) I've had my moment. Coffee is kicked in. Come on, buddy. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. 
If you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at tacovas.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go back to the show. Um, (laughs) So JD has made homemade dolls of Cox and JD, we learn. He made action figures. Action figures. He's acting out uh, JD and Cox together at home. Yes. And his dream is coming true. Apparently, Kelso has said to Turk, quote, homeboy, get your ghetto-mobile off the road. Yes. Right before. Yes. Yes. He did say that to him. Also, uh, Carla eats couch candy on the low. Yeah, Bill does that. Bill was the kind of guy that you'd pass the candy bar and he'd be like, ooh, and it would be open and he'd eat it. He has no, I mean, nowadays I'm sure he's changed his ways. But I remember always being grossed out about him. He would just, he had no germ fears and would just grab. Although this is, I don't know, would you eat a Snickers bar if you found it on the couch and it was half open? Nowadays, no. No, but I mean like in normal times? Uh, Yeah, why not? You might be like someone in my family had it. It's good. I'll have that. Yeah, I mean. You know, uh, you know when shit changes when you have kids and you see them eating stuff, and then you look at it and you know that that could be a cold or the flu or whatever it is that they caught at school, yeah. and you're looking at them eating and they're like, "I'm not going to eat anymore," but it's something you want to eat. That's when you're playing roulette. You know what I mean? That's when it's like, "All right, here we go." Yeah, because your kids are little germ factories, right? Absolutely. I have a question about the do rag. Yeah. Uh, does you know, so it's clear Turk obviously has superstitions and holds lucky charms, you know, as, uh, you know, as value and stuff. But 
Do you guys have anything like that? Do you guys have silly superstitions? I know, Zach, you were talking about how when you were younger you had OCD and that's mm-hmm. kind of like a superstition. Yeah. Do you still have that going yeah. on now? I, well, I don't I, – I, it, it, just like OCD in a sense, I have little uh, superstitions that I just go, well – I think it's ridiculous, but just to be safe, I'm not going to walk under a ladder. Stuff like right. that. Or like like um, I was told when I was a kid that putting a hat on the bed is bad luck. Yeah, I still don't do that. I, I saw that in a movie. I don't, I don't let any hats on the bed. What was that? Drugstore um, Cowboy, right? I don't open umbrellas uh, inside the house. Wasn't that Kelly Lynch Drugstore Cowboy that said that? I don't I know. Cowboy. Is that I right? Don't, I don't know. I just know that I don't do it. Do you have any superstitions you don't do? Things you don't do? Let me see. Like if, uh, if you broke a mirror, would you think you, you, you seven years bad luck? I try my well, I try my hardest not to break mirrors because of that. Yeah, I don't want to break a mirror. Um, Dana, what about you? Eh, you know, I think subconsciously in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, don't walk under that ladder. But I don't think in my heart of hearts I would believe it if I walked under a ladder and was like, fuck, bad luck. No, I don't no. really believe it, but like I, there's a part of me, and like I said, I think it may circle back to my OCD-ness where I'm just like, well, just to be safe, I'm not going to walk out on the ladder. Yeah. Don't you uh, also well, feel like as a theater kid, though? Like as a theater kid, I feel like I have hella superstitions, like oh, gotta yeah. leave the ghost light on. Oh, and, yeah. Like, you don't uh, say Macbeth in the theater. I, yeah. I, I, I will always say break a leg. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no, there's certainly no GL in the theater. Never. You don't There's say no the, you don't say Macbeth in the theater. That's considered huge bad luck. So you say mm-hmm. the Scottish mm-hmm. play. The, Sc- the Scottish play. Oh, what, you say? Mm-hmm. what if you're performing Macbeth then? Well, then, then you, you can definitely. No, you can if you you can say the words Macbeth as they're used in the show, of course. But um, because Macbeth is, you know, about witches and sorcery, uh, there's always just been this long-standing theater tradition that you do not say Macbeth. It's like the worst luck for your play. And so instead, you say the Scottish play. There you Crazy. go. A little, little theater trivia for you. <clears throat> uh, Todd says to Elliot, I got a pink doggy, but it's not little. <laughs> he calls his cock a pink doggy. <laughs> now, when JD and Elliot enter the janitor's closet, that's pretty funny. They find. Wait, for the before first we time, get there, you're skipping something. You're skipping something that you did really good, and we should talk about this, but what a great Dr. Cox you did. Oh, thank you. My big Dr. Cox rant. That was very good. You even had some of the faces in the ah and the oh. Really? (laughs) I must have worked on that because that's not a monologue you just want to show up and do. I'm sure that I uh, memorized that and worked on that. Yeah, we didn't make it to Joseph's the night the night before that one. No, no. I had to put the work in for that because uh, Johnny was so – amazing and how hard he'd work on those and and how much memorization they took and and he talked on the show with us about how often they'd change and he'd be like oh you're killing me but he could do it he was so good at it you know so for me i I, i'm i know that i wanted to uh do a good job especially doing it in his face to him so uh yeah it was funny really you know what's crazy is that there's no connection between you two in your shot like it's just a one or it's just a one it's just you in the frame. You don't. It's not an over or anything like that. So there's a possibility that Johnny wasn't there when you no, did it. No, he was there. I'm sure. He I know he's always Johnny was always there. That's that's one thing that's always true. I remember when there would be like it would be it it could even be Johnny. We need to wrap you so that we can make your turnaround tomorrow. 
but we still have to finish this scene. We still have like another half an hour, 20 minutes on this scene, but you can go home. We're going to just shoot Zach's or Donald's coverage. Johnny would stay the extra 20 minutes and be like, all right, just, just, let's just shoot the shit. And then I don't think I've ever worked with one of these douchebag people you hear about that don't stay for off camera coverage. I've never, I've never had that experience. Have you ever in your life? No, I don't think I ever have. For those of you not in the business, so when the shot, then, you know, when you're shooting close-ups of people, and let's say it's a scene between me and Donald, and they've already done my close-up, and now it's time to shoot his close-up, and I'm doing the, quote, off-camera dialogue with Donald. I'm not being filmed, but I'm, I'm there to act with him and make sure and, and be, you know, do the scene and make sure his performance is good as, as, as he has done for me. So there is there are tales of people that are such divas that they don't even stay for the other actors' coverage. The famous... Apparently, Rod Steiger said that Marlon Brando was not in the car for his coverage of the famous moment of, of I could have been a contender. Um, really? You know, yeah. Like you can, if, you, if you look this stuff up, you can find like famous moments in cinema history where the other actor some sort of was doing some sort of diva behavior and not there. But on Scrubs, we never did I that guess, because we were all very supportive of each other. Yeah, you considered a douchebag if you did that. I mean, I guess you have to be... I don't know, man, and, and and I don't know if this is the way, uh, but and correct me if I'm wrong, but in some ways, you I guess you have to be selfish as an actor to reach that level of, you know what I mean? No, and if I'm, but wrong, I'm saying, I'm wrong. I, but I'm, but if I've, I'm wrong, but I've, I'm wrong. I've had I'm the, sure. I've had the opportunity to work with De Niro and Morgan Freeman and all these people. They're they're doing what you dream of, and that is they're not just doing their off camera dialogue; they're doing it as intensely as they did their on camera, so that you, the actor, have something powerful to work off of. The other thing that's annoying is when the other actor's off camera and they're like tired and yawning and like half paying attention. You're like, come on, man, be present for me. Be here. I need, I need you. That is, that is the truth, man. Cause sometimes your cues are taken off of how the other person is reacting to, of course. uh, or, you know, and that's tough. And yeah, I've experienced it a couple of times. I'm not going to say any names, but. They know who they no, are. I didn't want to expect you to say any names, but I just want to, it turns out, but you didn't have that experience at Scrubs. No one would ever do that at Scrubs. No, 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 no. Um, all right. So, yeah. So JD and Elliot enter the janitor's closet for the first time. And it was a very funny shot. We see all the other janitors. They all have the same hairstyle as Neil. Um, there's a poster of JD on the wall and it's labeled him. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a little bit of a, a, of a, of a continuity fuck up in that Randall uh, says he just got the job, but we but know he got that he's, the job. Yeah, he already gotten it. Yeah, he this was already working. Order. He was already working with the janitor on the rooftop toilet episode. Yeah, this is out of order. I don't think he had a uniform then. He said he was his colleague or something. I don't know. I don't remember if he was in uniform on the roof. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe he had a different job before. And now he yeah, maybe the, yeah, yeah maybe that's, that's true. Maybe he was a hospital employee, but. Anyway, he's back with his powerful tiny fists, and um, and and Marty did this began uh, Marty's uh, long long run on Scrubs that he did. Yeah, but this is all the fact that tiny tiny powerful fists got a callback. Yeah, is, you know, I think I think I think the writers were trying to make it a thing, like got it. like like a what you talking about Willis, but I don't think it ever really stuck. I don't think it stuck. I don't think powerful tiny fists was said more <laughs> than more than twice. I don't know. Oh. I no, just, don't. Okay. Don't, don't. It's like, 
what do you call it? It's like saying, uh, what do you say in the mirror three times and someone appears? Don't, yeah, don't say Mary. Don't say Beetlejuice three times. Oh, yeah, Beetlejuice. <laughs> I was thinking of Beetlejuice. We're going to go to a break, and then we have a guest. We'll be right back. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval term. Apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at tacovas.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. All right, and we're back. And we're back. All right, bring in the guest. It's exciting. Christmas is three days away. When we're recording this, I should say. Hello, Jen. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay Anderson. Get it up for Janderson. <laughs> I don't think his name's Janderson. I think that's his. At uh... Camelot. Cam- <laughs> Inside us, who wants you giving I've away? I've been speculating with my wife since yesterday what Donald would call me if he would just a <laughs> full name. <laughs> I just called you by your at. That's all I did. John, 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 welcome to the program. John is wearing a a beautiful shirt from the podcast of me riding Donald and yelling Eagle. I love the color. John, where are you calling from, sir? I'm calling from Johnson City, Tennessee. If anybody's a NASCAR fan who's listening, I'm about 30 minutes away from Bristol Motor Speedway, if you're familiar with that. I like like your accent. You sound like a man from Tennessee. I've I've been told that before. I'm actually from Virginia originally. Okay. Yeah. What part of Virginia are you from? Uh, the southwestern part, which is about, like I said, about an hour and a half from here. Um, are you near Alexandra? Alexandria? No, no. That's up, that's up in the northern part. So I'm like down at the You're bottom. just going to name cities you know in Virginia, though? That's where T.C. Williams is. I have a lot of friends from the DMV area, though. So there's, uh, I, I grew up in a school with a lot of Ethiopians. And for some reason, they, they tend to congregate up there in the, the Maryland, D.C., northern Virginia area. There's a large population of Ethiopian folks up there so that's i'm pretty familiar with that area and that corn is that a quarantine beard no it's actually not uh, i have grown a beard for about for about eight years and then a couple months ago so i'm shaking really bad because i'm like super nervous because i'm don't so be nervous don't be we're nervous. all friends here oh, stop. We're, we're all here. friends here so we're the listeners like tamika and fuquan and mohammed <laughs> But uh, so I was trying to tr- my my barber kind of got it off. I had a I've had a beard for about two years, and back in August he got it a little off, and I was trying to fix it myself, and like took a big ch- took a big chunk out of it, and so I trimmed it back down to about what you got there, Donald, and have been trying to get it back to glorious state. But it's how do you get it so? Full. How do you get it to? Yeah, how do you get it so full? Like I got to pull mine. Like I get out of the shower, and it's a mat, pretty much. You know, you, don't use I, I use uh, and you can go on Instagram and Facebook. There's a there's a great shampoo and conditioner out there uh, called Polished Gentleman. OK, and I've gotten into their products for the last two years. They uh, they're really good. They they actually have some caffeine in it and stuff, which apparently helps stimulate beard growth. Good beard oil. Oh. Zach, that's what I we need, should do. I that's what some, we should do. What? We should get into facial men's grooming. Get men's into grooming. Hey, you love should get into men. We should we should get into men's. Grooming, I'll give you dude. a facial. Fuck you, dude. No, do you Come want on, a facial man. from me? 
what kind of what kind of what kind of you know the kind we talking about you know the kind you're gonna have you're gonna have some i'm gonna give you some brafts i'm gonna give you a quarter million brafts like a bunch of generations on my i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a quarter million braff facial Oh, nice. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it a quarter only a quarter million that's all you got i think oh, i once googled you it. got a low count dude oh, no jesus. i joelle would you mind googling that i think i oh, once jesus. googled how many sperm are in the uh typical male ejaculation joelle i hope that's okay i can put daniel on this assignment if you want but i'm doing it <laughs> i think i once i think i once googled and it was a quarter million in the oh, typical sorry. male ejaculation no like 20 million in each millimeter, there are normally 100 million sperm. If the oh, concentration falls below you. 20 million sperm per millimeter, there's usually some trouble with fertility. Yeah, so, dude, uh, no, you wait, No, 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 no. No, I didn't measure someone. I didn't measure my ejaculation. I'm I'm talking about the in the average male ejaculation. Can you get that figure? Because you said millimeters, Joelle, and everyone probably has different millimeters. Wait. Hold uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Milliliter. <laughs> John, I'm sorry. John, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm that this return as, as raunchy as it possibly No, could. no, we will keep it. This, this isn't is raunchy. We're just talking about we're talking, semen. We're talking about science. We're you, talking about science. You should, the, little cartoon version, the little cartoon version that you guys do of the show. Yeah. You have you with like, a, you know, a little science. Um, <laughs> a, a Looking at semen? Him with semen. <laughs> Just back figuring out his sperm count. No well, more. I don't know. I don't know. I still don't understand. Maybe Joel figured it out. But I, I was told that in the average typical male ejaculation, there's a quarter million potential children. There is quite a bit. Damn. So I'm going to say it's more than that. But okay. Well, maybe in your, I do have nine kids. You're right. Yours are yours is probably more packed in. <laughs> 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 they're like shoulder to shoulder. They're like right. They're like a pickle jar. It's like a pickle jar. It was. Um, it, was it was funny because somebody. I know you're a football fan, Arnold. I saw after the Bills won their division the other day, and someone posted a picture of a sperm and it said Josh Allen. The last time the Bills won a division. Oh, dude. <laughs> Bill, but you saw this coming last year, man. When the Bills started winning last year, we everybody was like, "This is impossible. This can't be." But now look at here we are, one year later. And the Bills are still winning. They're a good football team. It's official. I think I, um, you'll be happy to know that I watched um, some of the Northwestern game, uh, Donald. I I was I, I got I got interested, and I watched a solid fifteen minutes of it. Right on. And and right. were you? Uh, were, they were winning. They were winning yeah. against Ohio State, I believe it was. And then number eight on Ohio State, he was just really good, and he just kept doing shit and. <laughs> Did Ohio State win the game? All I know is if you're number eight on Ohio State, I think you're gonna you're gonna do well in the football career. I don't keep up with the college stuff that much. I'm a Vols fan, and that's probably why that we never the Tennessee Vols never win. So hmm. there's no Joel, are you still working on the assignment? I'm trying. Okay. It's gross. Okay, so do you have a question for <laughs> Zach Braff or Donald Faison or Daniel Goodman or Joel Monique? Well, another good tip: you need to buy some biotin supplements. Um, it's the it's hair and nail and skin growth, and I take uh, I take those. It will help. It, it seriously helps a lot. Will there it work go, for Donald. the hair? Will it work for the hair? It's too late for your uh, your. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I don't think I don't think anything. Shut the fuck um, up, you! You know the only thing that's going to work on that receding hairline 
Your face. Quarter million brafts. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, you need to hurry up and get over here. On my way. Oh, all right. All right. What's your question, sir? We have to focus. Actually, Zach, I wanted to thank you because you guys had uh, Josh on the other day. Yeah. And I was listening to him, and he's one of the great musicians I discovered from uh, from listening to, to watching Scrubs. I've been oh, a fan great. of like, But I wanted to show you something. Do you remember this from season nine? Do you remember wearing this William Fitzsimmons shirt? Yes, I love William Fitzsimmons. I, I, so 12 years ago, I was on MySpace, and you posted something from The Sparrow and the Crow, and that man's music has changed my life. I actually have... I have two lyrics. Oh, oh my God. He's got tats about William Fitzsimmons. Oh, that's beautiful. And the Sparrow and the Crow. And that's a If you don't know um, William Fitzsimmons' music and you're a Scrubs fan, I highly recommend it because uh, it's in the style of of Josh. And actually, he and Josh tour together. And uh, he's incredibly talented. And um, his first album, what was the album where there was sort of like some electronica mixed in? you mean the 250 million sperm cells released during sex? You mean that album? I know. I, I had a brain fart because I really did mean to say 250 million, not 250,000. I believe you. I really did. Okay. so you I was saying, saying a quarter million, but I meant a quarter billion. Um, what you were saying about your dude, your musician guy. Anyway, William Fitzsimmons, uh, there was an album. That's first, I think it was his first. that had sort of some electronica uh, sort of mixed in with the acoustic guitar. It was so original. I really, really liked that stuff. It's uh, until when we are ghost. Yes. Good night. There's a song. There's a song called "It's Not True." Yep. That's just amazing. All right, sir. What's your question? So I, I've actually I, I'm, what caught uh, Joel's eye was uh, uh, Brene Brown. Everyone probably here knows who Brene Brown is. She does these yeah. rapid fire questions at the end of her podcast. Yes. And I sent them in, and Joel recommended a few of them. Um, but I'm going to pick one Scrubs question and then one of Brene's questions. Okay. I think the, the most interesting out of Bernays was a concert that you will never forget. A, a what? Concert, a concert that you will never forget. I'll go very first. It was my first concert. It was um, Rush at Madison Square Garden. And me and all my friends took the train in. We were like, I don't know, 14 years old. And we took the train in to Madison Square Garden. And we were drinking cans, canned beer out of out of bags and i proceeded to get way too drunk way too drunk like 14 year old kid drunk in the city and i was like swaying and i remember the concert started and i was like oh no like i've had too much and instead of i knew i I knew i wasn't gonna i knew i was either gonna be sick or something bad was gonna happen so i just stood up and left and i got back on the train and went home I heard like three. I heard like three songs of Rush, and my friends were all like, "Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go?" And little did they know, I, I had I took the train home because I was too drunk and I was worried that I was gonna puke. It's my very first concert. I'm so sorry. It's all right. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. Uh Donald, what about you? A concert you'll never forget. Okay, yo, the Fugees. <gasps> Before they blew the fuck up, the Fugees. Oh. I got a chance to see them at NYU right around the time when. Uh, the, that one album dropped right when Lauren, I had I knew Lauren because we did a movie together uh, when we were younger, and she was telling me about this band, and they had just dropped 
Mona Lisa, can I get a date on Friday? And if you're busy, I wouldn't mind taking Saturday. Round up the posse food. She's coming around the way. (laughs) Right? And so it was at NYU, and I remember they had everybody outside. And it was some really tiny dude at the door. And he was like, nobody else is coming in. We're at capacity. And there were a bunch of us outside. And this is the first concert I ever did this. But we bum rushed a concert. (laughs) I had never done that in my life. They threw this little kid out the way. And then we rushed into the concert. And we got to see Fuji's and Groove Theory. Bang it. Okay. Okay. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store... Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox, 
You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, all right, John, what's your next question? Uh, well, Dan Dan, and Joel want to answer that too. I'll okay, Dan. I can answer in seven yeah. seconds. Yeah, Joel, you go first. I also have my yeah. answer ready. Base Nectar, Halloween 2012, I want to say. Uh, my second time uh, hippie flipping, which is a combination of drugs I won't reveal here because children listen. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was loud. It was bass throbby. Uh, we did some wild things in a taxi on our way back. It oh was like, just one of the most incredible nights of my entire life. What year was this uh, you said? Did you say 2012? Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. What an incredible answer. That's good. Wow. All right, Daniel, what's your answer? Uh, real quick, I recently I went to a concert with my whole family. It was my mom, dad, and sister. It's so rare that we share all the same music taste for one particular thing, but it was a Postal Service with Bats nice. and Big Frida opening at the Greek Ow! Theater. And just having, like, going to a show with my parents and having them see Big Frida, who is like a New Orleans bounce artist. She's amazing. I highly recommend you all listen to Big Frida if you haven't. But having Big Frida open for Postal Service, a band that my whole family likes, and then Big Frida, who's someone that I really like, but my family is not necessarily uh, aware of, and just being like, so guys, this is New Orleans bounce music, and there's going to be a lot of booty shaking, and you're just going to have to be ready for that. And then seeing my my very old father just being like, this is this is interesting. This is cool. And then I think it's Pulse great that you go to great. concerts with your parents. I, I, you know, I wouldn't. My, my dad passed away, but I definitely would be. I, I don't think we would agree on the same music unless it was, you know, musical theater, which we both love. But like, there you know, it's, it's cool that you can go to a show with your dad. It was very. It was very lucky that we all shared the music taste for this one group. It was their final tour. It was like everybody's old enough to go to a concert. Let's make it this one, and it was really an amazing time. All right, John. Uh, next question. Uh, so this this will be my my scrubs question. So you know I've always treated scrubs like the camera and the music because I have all the seasons on DVD. I don't I don't fool with Hulu yeah. because screw the music up too much. And You're smart. Character. Um, 
And so, you know, there's so many great musical montages. I mean, the finale, the season eight finale is, you know, one of my favorites. Dr. Cotsell's in those three patients, Laverne um, with Brett Denon, another great, phenomenal artist that you yeah. introduced me to on the show. Do you guys have a favorite musical montage from the show? I don't I don't believe anybody's ever asked this. I haven't heard it and I've listened to the entire podcast. So. Uh, that is a very good question. I, I my brain first, I guess it's not technically a musical montage because it's a musical number, but my brain first went to that in the in the musical episode that 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 song where we're sort of um spoofing Les Mis. Um It's going and, to be okay. No, that's uh That's the beginning. No, that's oh, no. the end. No, no, you're but that's that's five hundred twenty-five thousand. That's what that's a bite of. It's going to be okay. That's what's going to happen. Happen. Everything's, Everything's okay. okay. We're right here beside you. Right here we will stay. Um, I don't know. There's this moment that's sort of a lame is moment where we're all marching. Um, yes, I like that. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's hard to top the musical, but it doesn't really count as a musical montage. I don't know, Donald. Do you have an answer for a Scrubs musical montage? Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily the music that did it for me. It's how, it's how the voiceover acts with the music. So, one of my favorite ones, and I don't know exactly which one it is, and I think you made it up, but it's the one where uh, Elizabeth Bogish is on the show, and it's the first time you guys have a date, and I don't know what song is playing, but. There's two of them actually. That's one of them. Are you talking about the one where we have a picnic? And you're like, unless you like chicken salad. Yeah, that's 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 the Shin song. That's the one I stole for Garden State. That's um, right. But but that that song. Teeth and a curse for this town. Right, but that song and your monologue on that song work just like your that song and just like uh, your monologue and the song when Turk finally asks. Carla to marry him and she says yes someday somebody's gonna ask you uh that point is that it's the way the monologue the way the end monologue uh is merged with the song is what makes it special it's not just the song it sounds like you're turning this into a compliment for me which i appreciate i am it's it's also your voice and how you ride the beat of the song these are very important things you know when you're in the flow and you're riding a wave with the song it makes the monologue even more poignant and more, you know my dulcet tones more uh, enjoyable to the ear my dulcet tones that you're speaking of donald is is are probably the reason that i was cast as chicken little um <laughs> the 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 intonations i use to wrap up the show is probably the reason i was hired <laughs> to be chicken little i i you think so? Can you just give me an example of uh, the sky is falling real quick? The sky is falling. There you go, everybody. Wow. Yeah, I, I can, I can see, I can, t- yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people don't know I'm Chicken yeah. Little. Their minds wow. are blown when they find out. A lot of people didn't see Chicken Little, Zach. A lot of people didn't Actually, see Chicken Little. That hurts. That hurts. Quite a few people saw Chicken Little. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, right yeah, that yeah. not enough people saw it to get a sequel, but it, it did do it did do all right. But he's right. There's not a lot of Chicken Little love out there. There isn't a lot of Chicken Little love. My kids saw Chicken Little and they loved it. I know. But when I go to the parks, you, you can't find Chicken Little gear. I always look. There's no I Chicken Little ride. I need to walk no, it. there's no Chicken Little ride at, at, at Disneyland. Joelle, do you like Chicken Little? You're a Disney fan. She's never yeah, seen it. Yeah, we watched it a lot in uh, Spanish class. 
So unfortunately, I didn't get the one that heard your voice a lot, but we watched it a ton. They heard the Spanish version of Chicken Little, but it wasn't your voice. It so hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. You've only seen the Spanish version of Chicken Little? Oh yeah, my God. like four times. Well, that's not me, Joel. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> Here I am. I'm so happy that Joel has at least seen Chicken Little a bunch of times. And she's like, but I've only seen the Spanish version. <laughs> that's really funny. Oh, my God. Um, all right. It's time for Tennessee's favorite segment, everybody. Donald, it's time to... Fix your life. John, oh, let us I, let us help you. Let us help you. We're here. We're free therapists. We're batting a thousand on helping people and saving their lives. We're three therapists and Donald. Yeah. That's what he meant to say. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. So yeah, I was actually um I have not written in 160 times like the one dude did, but I've sent Joel quite a few emails and uh and one of them uh, I titled "Can Zach's Mom Help Fix My Life?" and it's because I'm also I'm my jo- I'm a foster care therapist um, oh, working on my licensure, and so wow. I work with teenagers um, and and kids under eighteen who are in foster care. Which, if I can just plug foster care right now, like numbers are down across the country for foster parents and foster homes. So if, if you're listening and you want to do something good and you're thinking about having kids or wanting kids, please look into becoming a foster parent because you know, foster care across the country is, is hurting right now because of covid so um so i was wondering if you've ever heard your mom say anything about like working with teenage clients who are very i don't like the word resistant uh, as a therapist and a clinician it's just that they're very if you think about it in terms of Brene brown's work they are just armored up and are not willing to be vulnerable do not want to be vulnerable. and i can understand why i'm i spent a couple nights in a foster home growing up and having a bad childhood, you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to share that trauma and get into it. So I, I just wonder, Zach, if you've ever heard your mom talk about clients she's had as a child psychologist and how she maybe works with kids that are a little more difficult to get to open up and get them sharing and talking about their, their. Um, I don't know. I can tell you they do a lot of play therapy and I used to do play therapy when I was in counseling as a, as a child. So I think the, the idea is that you, um, you know, get the child involved um, with with a game of some sort or toys so that they're not focused on the obvious and that you can then, you know, they would bring children into a room filled with toys, whether it's a dollhouse or cars, you name it. It's all got all the, any toy a kid would like, you know, within reason and not video games, obviously. And then, and then they see what the child gravitates towards and then try and play with the child and get the child talking about what's going on in their lives using the toys. So the, the child may not realize that they're opening up and, 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 and some of their layers are coming off because they feel they're just talking to the therapist about uh, the, the dolls in the kitchen of a dollhouse. And, and, and then my mom, a, a skilled child psychologist, would then say, okay, well, you know, they just kind of let the child steer where the conversation's going. And, and okay, oh, who do you want me to be? I want you to be the dad. And then, okay, I'm going to be the dad. What does the dad say when he comes home? You know, I'm just making shit up. But, but my, I think that I know that my, my, both my mother and my stepfather uh, used a lot of play therapy uh, with children because that was a, a good way to sort of get to know what was going on behind their armor, as, as you say, without them, you know, essentially knowing what was happening. They're just opening up because in their minds, they're just playing. 
we, we have a certified play therapist at our uh, agency, and she's phenomenal. And it, and then of course, we, I've been working from home for for ten months, and so that's obviously that makes things like play therapy and, and the, the the form of therapy I'm really uh, interested in. And the training I was at is called EMDR. So if anybody yes. out there wanting trauma treatment, I highly tell everyone what that is. Um, yeah, and layman's terms because this has come up a lot. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up, by the way, because um. This has come up a lot in my life lately, um, EMDR, and um, I know multiple people who've had very traumatic things happen in their lives, and and this has helped them. So, John, just, you know, there's that thing on Reddit, like, explain it like I'm five. Can you explain to the listeners, like, in the simplest terms, what EMDR is? Yeah, well, so EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. So basically what, and if uh, for those who are listening... The creator of this theory, who she developed it a few years after I was born, I'm 33, so this is late 80s, I think she created, uh, Francine Shapiro, Getting Past Your Past is a great book. Getting she, Past Your Past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Past Your Past, Take Control of Your Life with Self-Help Techniques from EMDR Therapy. Yeah, that's really good. I'm going to write that down myself. But 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 just explain it to me because it's a little bit it's a little bit wacky with the first time you hear it. Um, but I can tell you, I know people that it has helped. So just explain to me what it is. So what do you EMDR is that they use several techniques and what you'll do is once the client is ready, so we have what's called resourcing uh, techniques first. So what resourcing does is basically help keep the client grounded in the present while having one foot in the past enough to actually talk about the trauma. And so really what EMDR is all about is using eye movements or um, bilateral stimulation. You can, you can do the tapping like this or you can tap on your, on your knees. Uh, usually, though, it's you have the, the client follow you for a set of eye movements back and forth like this. And the science is not exactly sure what it, what is going on neurologically in the brain that causes this effect. There's, there's a couple of different schools as well. But basically what that helps, it, she, ca- she came up with this idea based off REM sleep because our, our eyes move in our sleep, right? And that the eye movement does something in our brains neurologically to help us process unprocessed memories that are causing us grief, pain, uh, despair, whatever. And so um, it's actually, I mean, it, it, it's approved by World Health Organization and uh, SAMHSA. And what is the other big, the big thing? It's been, it's been shown to be the most, one of the most effective treatments for PTSD and trauma. It sounds like hypnosis. It, actually, the lady that I did this week-long intensive training with back in November she was a certified hip- hypnosis too. She did uh, NDBT therapy and hip- uh, hypnosis, but she's a certified EMDR therapist as well. It is kind of, it makes you think there is like, you know, there's some. Well, it's that classic well, thing we always see thing, with, with uh, the, uh, with the, with the stopwatch going back and forth. But, but John, or just the, so or the, even the sound with the, the from, uh, inception, uh, get, get out. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, the know, tea, even, the tea, yeah, the tea thing. You know, same thing. Um, I was going to say. So, just so if you're clear, what John's talking about is that you, John, am I understanding it right that you um, are? Let's say that let's say that the therapist is using the back and forth technique. Your your eyes are going left and right, left and right as you recount a traumatic event, and and over time that softens your brain's reaction to the tra- to the trauma. Am I am I correct? I, I think that's a pretty good way to put it. It basically, you know, you can target any disturbance really. So there's actually like different forms of EMDR that you can work on one, like, okay, somebody said something that really offended me or hurt my feelings this week. You can, you can do this and work on it. And basically it's kind of like a free flowing. I almost kind of like to think of it as like a stream of consciousness thing, whatever comes to mind. You don't, 
you just like whatever comes up in your mind and your feelings and what your emotions are going through as you're doing the bilateral simulation with the eye movements or the or the tapping, whichever one your 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 therapist is working with. And then you know you'll do that the you know ten or fifteen sets of it, and then notice what the therapist will ask you: What are you feeling? What are you thinking? And then what there's a gauge, there's a scale in EMDR. So if you're disturbed, if your level, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was because I'm still very much new to this and learning it. But the, the therapist will ask on a scale of one to ten, how disturbed are you? Right. And let's say you start out with an eight, you do several sets of the bilateral simulations and the eye movements or the tapping. And the goal is to lessen the disturbance, right? And so to get you down to like a two or three, maybe even a four where it's okay. And then like on the broad, on the very broad form of EMDR, which, you know, can take multiple sessions, it is to help you uh, process an unprocessed memory that it could be very traumatic and then help you heal from that memory. I actually had a, a former clergy uh, person of mine in my life who um, I, I think suffered some kind of uh, immense abuse uh, in childhood told me he did EMDR and found like that it was the most incredible therapy he's ever done. And that yeah, I've, I've heard yeah. a lot of positive feedback. So if you're, if you're listening and you, and you have some um, PTSD or some trauma that's really holding you back or something really hurtful that you can't seem to let go of, um, look into this and maybe you can find a therapist in your area. Uh, it's called EMDR and the book is called Getting Past Your Past. Um, you also mentioned Brene Brown, who I just want to touch on. Um, there's a book she wrote called Daring Greatly that I got a lot out of. Oh, if, for anyone going through a hard time right now, if you, I actually got to see Mama Brene on the Braving the Wilderness tour. I was like right in front of the stage. Like she looked at me a couple times and I was like, oh, I, I was fanboying as hard as I am with you guys today when I saw her. Uh, I recommend any and all of her books. I, I went through yeah. it a couple years ago and her her work on shame has been foundationally life-changing for me if, if, and she's, she's a little more accessible than some of the, the EMDR stuff too. So and Brene Brown um, became famous initially because she had a Ted talk about shame mm -hmm. and um, it went so viral. I think it's the most watched Ted talk, if not one of um, you can see it on YouTube if you want. Uh, that'll take you 20 minutes. If you, if you don't have time for anything else, watch, um, watch Brene Brown's first uh, Ted talk on YouTube. It's 20 minutes long and it's really powerful. And, and there's um, a great site too. You can actually find EMDR therapists. If you don't mind me to plug this, it's called yeah. EMDR International Association. And the website is www.emdria.org. So it's emdria.org. So emdria.org. And you can go on, select find a therapist in your area um, and check it out. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work. It, you know, it's not yeah. a but it's really interesting, and and you know, you might as you're listening to this, and if you if you're interested, and you read up on it, you might think it sounds a little wacky. But I, I'm telling you, be open to wacky things because uh, they sometimes work. Um, I'm very open to all sorts of wacky new age things, and sometimes they're placebos, and sometimes they change people's lives. And there's obviously enough uh, data on this EMDR yeah. to mm -hmm. to have it showing a difference in people's lives. Yep. So it's not it's not voodoo. Very right, much has been researched. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very well researched. Well, John, I think this is the first time you've fixed everybody else's lives. <laughs> You're, uh, you seem like a very nice person. If I, if I lived in your area, I would want to be your friend. I would, I would, I think I would hang up from this and be like, John, do you want to get coffee sometime and <laughs> just chat? I just feel like you, you seem like a very good man. 
There's Starbucks right around the corner. You and I could. I've been trying. I've been begging William Fitzsimmons to come to Johnson City for years because he lives just like right across the state from me. And yeah. I've been trying to get him to come so you and I could hit him up and say, "Hey, dude, once COVID's over." Oh my God, sitting with you and William—it seems like a dream. But no, but thank you uh, for coming on. You're thank you for being a, a great fan of the show and um, and thank you for making a difference in your life. You know, I, I Donald and I hope that we make a tiny difference by making people giggle during this wacky time. But oh, you're right. actually doing something quite noble and, and working with foster children. And uh, and we, we, we on behalf of society, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay Let's safe. Be well. Take be care. Well. Be happy. Give Goodbye. it up for John! <laughs> uh, this is like in the supermarket aisle when you say hi to someone and then you see them in every aisle after that. Like, oh, <laughs> that's, there's always that moment where you're like, oh, oh, you again. Oh. Oh, God, we got to stop meeting. Like, and then, like, you have like, and then you, have, like you finally like, just don't go down the aisle when you oh, see them. And you have nope. like 10 aisles of cringe. Nope. Well, I always feel that when we say goodbye to the guests, and there's like four seconds that we're all just sitting there waiting for them to leave. Wow, what an amazing man. Yeah, that's really cool, dude. Good guest, Joel. Thank you. So let's go over, because we're running long. Let's go yeah. over these uh, that when it switches to the multiverse, when we go to when the butterfly yes. effect takes effect. Let's start from the top. Butterfly lands on the boob on the first act. Butterfly lands on the man boob in the second act. Uh, first act, banjo playing by JD. Second act, banjo duo, uh, Cox and Kelso. First act, JD's a lefty. Second act, JD's a righty. That was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty awesome. I think he's just making shit up because he missed the pen. He's. I don't think he's a lefty. We know he's not a lefty. I think it's a multiverse episode. I think this is a different multiverse. I think this is, I don't think this is the Scrubs universe that we know it. I think it's a different universe. Okay. And at the end, and at the end, when the butterfly lands again, we're going to go to another Scrubs universe where something happened. Anyway, okay, so Turk doesn't stand up for Carl in the second act, but he does in the first act. And it all hinges on JD catching the elevator. If he would have caught the elevator in the first act, Maybe none of this would have happened. The butterfly effect happens down in the in the in the in the uh, in the reception area, but the real the real pivotal moment is him making it to the elevator. Why? And he because that's where he learns about what what could. Oh, what that's could where he be. gets the idea for yeah. the patient. And Mickhead has another line. Mickhead has another line, and he does it very well. Yeah, you're right. You're, you are funny, JD. Yeah, you're right, JD. You are funny. Um, so anyway, yeah. this is what this is where it kind of caught me off guard. So in the first act, there's this little girl who's looking for her uh, stuffed animal, but then this guy who ate street sushi uh, is the person that dies. In the second act, the little girl's still there, and the guy who eats street sushi's still there. And right before the guy goes into surgery, they introduce the little girl again. And so you think, all right, so here it is. This is where the turn happens. Here's the, here's the, here's where, you know, here's where Scrubs kicks you in the ass. The guy's not going to die. The little girl's going to die this time. Yeah. And then we go into the OR and the guy dies. Again, and part of you is like, oh, thank God they didn't kill the little girl. But the other part of you is like, oh, it's the same conclusion. No matter what, you know, sometimes it's just that person's time to go, you know. Yeah. Um, 
But that was a great mislead because I was I was already getting ready. I was working myself up for, oh, no, they're going to lose the little girl. The little girl yeah. is not going to Well, win. I think kudos to the writers because that seemed the obvious thing to do. And then they subverted expectations by going, you know, Scrubs and, and Bill and the writers were good at that. They would They would tee up what you thought your brain would figure would be the ultimate conclusion. And then they'd subvert it and go the other way. Right. And they go the exact way that you thought, oh, like, because in the beginning of it, I was like, okay, so everything's different, but at the end, it's going to be the same. I know it. I know it. I know it. And then they throw the little girl at you. And that was freaking, it, 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 I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh no, 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 no. It, it's going to be the girl. Don't you hate it when you're watching a movie and every plot point you're like, right before it happens, you're like, oh, they're going to do X, Y, Z. And then it happens. Yeah, yeah. You're like, and, oh. We were watching this movie that is the most ridiculous movie, um, The Family Stone. <laughs> I love The Family Stone. I, I need it. Last you, night. you, you obviously, I did. We did too. You obviously uh, are not alone, Joel, because it was trending amongst Christmas movies on um, on iTunes. But what a ridiculous movie that is! <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it, Donald? Yeah, of course I've seen it. These two brothers decide they're just going to switch partners. It's so stupid. And like he he has the meet cute with Claire Danes. She falls off the bus and it's like, oh, and it's like, and then the ring gets stuck on her finger. I mean, oh my God. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Dynamite cast, dynamite cast. I do have to say the cast was great. And I do have to say that Sarah Jessica Parker was really funny. Really did a funny job. All right. I see my dog uh, digging up the garden. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, I just wanted to end with saying the lost and found box was labeled free stuff, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I also think I also think that this episode uh, is one of those episodes that stands alone as you could catch it at any time. And this was one of my favorite episodes. And it's because it's infinite at the end. It's sort of like uh, what's the one the movie with Leo uh, Inception. Yeah. You know, uh, JD. It feels like JD's caught in a Groundhog Day loop. Yeah, it could keep going. It could keep going and going and going and going and over, over and over again. And this is the only episode ever in Scrubs history where you have that. Yeah. Well, I I think it's a really good one, and it's very clever. And um, I guess we should say Merry Christmas to everybody, right? Well, um, I love you guys, and Happy New Year, Year. Year. Merry Christmas. And uh, you guys have great presents. And when they arrive and you open uh, them, I don't want you to have the thought, this is nice. It's from Zach and Donald. It's solely from Zach. <laughs> Make sure to credit you in the Instagram video. And next yeah, year. And I would like an year, unboxing. I want un- unboxing videos from both of you. Done. And okay. next year, next year, when I give you your gifts as it's supposed to be, you know. <laughs> you never give gifts on the first well, year. Yo, you always Rite do it on the Aid, second Rite year. Rite Aid's still open, bro. You can run to Rite Aid right now. <laughs> no, I'm go- I'm, I like what I'm go- I like what I've discovered. I'm going with what I'm what I Listen, came up with here. Rite Aid, I'm, I'm Rite Aid, you know, you know Rite Aid has that gift dial. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to think of it as it's not really a Christmas gift until the second Christmas. All right. I love you guys. Right. I love you guys. Bye. Love Merry you. Christmas. Bye, Happy everybody. holidays. Merry Christmas. Everybody out there. We love you. Feliz Happy holidays. Navidad. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Here's some stories about show we made. About a bunch of doctors and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.